This is IGN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to IGN's countdown of the top 25 horror movies of all time. We have scratched and clawed our way through 15 of the scariest films, and we have finally made it to our top 10. Remember, we'll announce our number one horror movie on Halloween Day. We hope you've enjoyed our list so far. We left off with a classic at number 11, Rosemary's Baby from 1968. If you haven't already, go check out the rest of our countdown and see if your favorite horror movie made our list. From babies to zombies... Let's continue our countdown with number 10, Night of the Living Dead from 1968. In 1968, director George Romero took the frightening idea of zombification, which up until that point had been relegated to creepy voodoo tales and extra-dimensional Lovecraftian lore, and created a terrifying new genre of horror, the zombie apocalypse film. Hitchcock discovered with 1963's The Birds that the sheer terror of not knowing the reasons behind the sweeping global outbreak of evil can be the most horrifying part of the entire story. The zombie apocalypse genre is so enduring that it's still going strong today. Hello, Walking Dead fans. Sure, some films have made their zombies run fast and try to explain the whole dead alive deal with a virus, and that's all fine, but nothing will ever beat the basics. With this one film, Romero was able to tap into so many things we're afraid of. Death, desecration of the flesh, cannibalism, brainwashing, disease, and hopelessness. There's also a stinging underlying social message about racism, media, and paranoia, where viewers got to learn that they could be just as dangerous and cruel as the mindless hordes of undead they were hiding from. Number 9, Evil Dead 2 from 1987. Though more of a remix than a sequel, Evil Dead 2 improves on its predecessor in almost every way. More gore, more comedy, more, more, more. Director Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell and Ash return to the woods after six years for Evil Dead 2, which leans into the gruesome excess of the first but ups the ante to a ridiculous degree. This was the one where an eyeball flies into a person's open mouth. Though Evil Dead 2 didn't invent Splatstick, it sure did perfect it, and went on to influence countless other comedy grossouts. Also see 16 Things You May Not Know About Evil Dead at IGN.com. And yet, for all the fun grotesqueries on display, Raimi still manages to chill and scare his audience plenty, with stylish and over-the-top antics. Check out Henrietta peeping in on things from the basement, or Ash's brief turn as a deadite himself, before he's saved by a fortuitously timed rising sun groovy. Seen to watch with the lights on? Ash's farewell to his girlfriend Linda will have you in pieces. Or her, anyway. Coming in at number 8, Silence of the Lambs from 1991. Using a serial killer cannibal with a doctorate to help catch another serial killer is as bare bones as you can get with this Best Picture Oscar winner. But the movie is much more than that. It's the scariest movie ever made built around psychology and seduction, with both used as crime-solving tools and murder weapons. 
Yes, blame this movie all you want for your friend's bad Hannibal Lecter impersonation that never seems to get better, but it gave us one of the screen's all-time iconic villains and Anthony Hopkins the role of his career. Jodie Foster is also exceptional as FBI agent Clarice Starling on the trail of Buffalo. It puts the lotion in the basket, Bill. Director Jonathan Demme is effortless and relentless with his tension here, succeeding where Ridley Scott failed in his 2001 sequel, Hannibal, by keeping Lecter more of a believable monster and less of a monstrous caricature. We suggest watching The Silence of the Lambs with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Coming in at number 7, Jaws from 1975. The first blockbuster ever, and the scariest movie, maybe even the best one, Steven Spielberg's ever made. Jaws is equal parts shark movie and character piece, centered on an island called Amity that's preyed upon by something that leaves teeth the size of shot glasses in the hulls of boats and turns their owners into decapitated flotsam. The late Roy Scheider gives a career-defining performance as Chief Brody, the local sheriff with a fear of water who is put in charge of taking down the murder fish. But you already know that because you should have seen this movie at least ten times by now, thanks to cable and VHS and DVD and Blu-ray and streaming. You've probably contemplated making John Williams's theme your ringtone. It's made out of the type of movie magic that warrants repeat viewings. Seen to watch with the lights on? It's a tie when the shark turns Alex Kintner into a human chew toy or when Bad Hat Harry stands before Brody wearing a bathing suit and shaking his saggy gym sock moves. And bringing us to number six, Alien from 1979. Alien movies are generally thought of as being planted in the science fiction realm. However, with the original at least, Alien was as much a horror film as a sci-fi one. With a small cast being hunted by a lone, terrifying creature, Alien was a long way removed from the Star Wars and Star Treks of Hollywood. The film is set several centuries in the future when humanity has ventured into the stars. The crew of the mining vessel Nostromo become unwitting hosts to a bloodthirsty alien life form, and one by one they fall to an enemy that hides in the shadows and springs from above. Only Ripley, Sigourney Weaver, is savvy enough to survive the alien's onslaught. Too bad for her, it was only the first round. Alien doesn't resemble many sci-fi movies of the time. Artist H.R. Geiger designed a world full of twisted tubes, cold hallways, and pervasive darkness. Before Alien, pop culture never warned us how dark, dirty, and scary the cold depths of space were. Director Ridley Scott adapted a less-is-more approach than later sequels sadly abandoned. Modern directors can cram all the aliens and predators and Michael Fassbender androids they want into their films, but none can match the sheer claustrophobic terror generated in the original film. Seen to watch with the lights on? Dinner with Kane and the crew of the Nostromo, fresh after Kane wakes up from his facehugger coma, ends with Kane disagreeing with something that ate its way out of his chest. They don't get much better than this, movie fans. And there you have it, only five more films to go. We're going to pause our countdown one final time, but we will be back on Halloween Day with our top five countdown and IGN's number one horror movie of all time. Until then, make sure you're all caught up on the countdown, and we will see you on Halloween. My name is Tony Jackson, and of course, for more news on your favorite games and entertainment topics, make sure to visit us at IGN.com. You can also download our free app on your phone or console, and be sure to subscribe to our weekly podcasts. What's our number one horror movie of all time? Keep listening and find out. (laughs) 
Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.